Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. Creativity in math, artificial intelligence develops number sense, the trouble with math, develop the brain with music, and male and female brains are different. Welcome, and this is the podcast for week 31 in 2016 for DiscoCuliaHeadlines.com. And with us is Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Good morning. How are you? Well, uh, we're doing absolutely great here, and um, and we have very interesting and challenging links uh, this week that I'm eager to hear your opinion about. And uh, and the first one is about that creativity in math. How is math ever creative? Well, math. Is I know that my answers in school were creative on my math assignment. Yeah, that was probably what right. your teacher said to <laughs> yes, you. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And any uh, anyway, uh, I think there's a lot of creativity in math that we have over time taken it out a little bit, and then by doing that, making it uh, less interesting and less engaging for students. So. Creativity should uh, be back in the math classroom, but that's not exactly what this um, article is about. It's from the New York Times, and um, it um, reports on a a new study that was published in Science by uh, John Anderson, Aaron Pike, uh, John uh, Fincham, uh, professors in uh, psychology and computer science at Carnegie Mellon. They've actually captured four stages of solving a difficult math problem in real time and making um, uh, pictures of the brain showing how the brain changes Mm -hmm. from one stage of problem solving to the other. Absolutely. So they can um, uh, discriminate the first stage uh, as. And they call that the encoding or the downloading of the um, question. What are we doing, actually? Then the second stage is planning or strategizing. So what do we need to do um, to start solving this problem? Mm -hmm. Then the third stage is the actual solving. So doing the math. And then the fourth stage is uh, responding. formulating the answer, typing it out, communicating with other people to say what your conclusion is. Now, uh, for this study they taught uh, 80 men and women a new set of math symbols and they changed the difficulty of interpretation while um, this was uh, first relatively easy mm-hmm. so the researchers could make the people Uh, under study to focus on specific strategies of the thinking process. Mm -hmm. And if you uh, increase the difficulty in different stages, well, that stage is going to take a little bit longer. And that is what you see in your um, brain imaging. So they analyzed the uh, MRI pictures that um, showed that um, defining patterns on one hand and transition between... Uh, the mental stages, when that, that actually happened. So how long uh, people were working on one stage before they could go to the next. Mm-hmm. So for instance, the planning stage took more time for questions that needed 
uh, what they call a clever workaround. There was not really straightforward how you can solve it. And this uh, research can eventually help to develop uh, better math instructions. So very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, take on it. It's a very interesting take on creativity mm-hmm. and how the brain actually shows that in MRIs. That's interesting uh, to know. Now, the next link that we have is a little bit creepy. Um, this talks about a machine that... Uh, with artificial intelligence that has developed number sense all of its own. I would say it's alive. (laughs) They're among us. Yes, they are among us. This is, again, one of the examples, like the previous one, that shows us that we are living in such an interesting time that there are so many new um, insights coming up about uh, how the brain works and that we can potentially used to help students um, but this is not a brain achieve. this is a machine no it's not a it's not a brain so this is something that was um, uh, subsidized uh, by the European Re- uh, Research Council ERC mm-hmm. and they are into supporting groundbreaking research like this one uh, this is the work from uh, Marco Zorzi in Padua in Italy and the project is called GenMod. Now listen what it does, it's very interesting. It shows that we can build an artificial neural network that observes the world and generates its own internal representation based on sensory data. It could even develop approximate number sense, like knowing uh, larger and smaller numbers, like humans and animals learn to do that, without, and that's the that's the crux here, without any explicit training or pre-programming. And to do this, they used a restricted Boltzmann machine, uh, which simulates a retina-like structure. And the retina has uh, several deeper, ever deeper layers of nodes that sort and analyze incoming information. Mm-hmm. Now, this machine was fed a large number of images with different numbers of dots, and uh, it started to discriminate between more and less without a specific superimposed rule. In fact, the machine started to generate its own rule, and that is believed to mimic human cognition. So that has obviously far-reaching implications for machine vision, uh, neuroinformatics, artificial intelligence, but also for education, and um, even patterns of brain activity on functional MRI and making smartphones really smart. Um, so My phones are really say, sometimes too smart for me. <laughs> I can only say, read it and be amazed. This is be amazed. This is your phone when you try to make an appointment that your phone says, I'm not going to book that. That is not a good appointment for you. <laughs> yeah. Driving time is too long. Right. Driving time is too long. Or your phone says, it's time for your run. I'll stop functioning until you run half a block. Okay. Well, we live in the future. At least you're... you're okay. We're enthusiastic about this. Now, what seems to be the trouble with math? That is the title of our, our next link. What is the trouble with math? And that's, I think it's a book, right? We've yes, seen it's, it a, it's a book by uh, Steve Chin. And we have mentioned the work of uh, Steve Chin before. Right. And this is his new book. It's the third edition 
uh, of a well-known book. It's very clearly written and explains why numeracy or learning math can be so daunting for right. students with dyscalculia. Right. So he describes tried and tested methods and, and believe me, he has been in the classroom for years and years. He knows what he's doing and he's seen yeah. uh, kids um, succeed. And, and it's a good update, the, the third edition. Yes. New and, material. And everything in there is research-based. Uh, research good. So it will help you to, to teach alternative strategies instead of just relying on the road learning only. Right. Because the road learning doesn't work for those kids. So please go into strategy teaching. Also, very importantly... Um, he speaks about how to recognize when math anxiety kicks in and how we can help students with that. Um, he speaks about word problems that are usually a big stumble block for those kids and how to select materials and manipulatives and images that promote understanding. So, I can really recommend the book. Good. Well, well recommended. The book from Steve Chin called The Trouble with Math and, and it's sold everywhere where books are sold and it's the third edition so if you have the second edition throw it away and just buy the new one and it will certainly uh, serve you well. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder and we're looking at the links provided on our website discoculiaheadlines.com the, uh, the next link that we have is about music and, and developing your brain with music. What can we learn here? What, what they say here is uh, a child's brain develops faster with exposure to music or to music education. This is about a two-year study at the Brain and Creativity Institute in California and it shows that exposure to music and music lessons speed up a child's part of the brain uh, that is used for language development, for sound, sound recognition, reading and speech perception. So what it did was uh, they had uh, 37 6 and 7 year olds from underprivileged neighborhoods in Los Angeles and they divided those 37 uh, kids in three groups. Now the first groups, group, the kids were enrolled in music lessons mm -hmm. at the youth orchestra over there. So really okay. high quality music for uh, up to uh, seven hours each week. Oh, wow. Then the second group, 11 kids, did a community-based soccer program. Mm -hmm. Because it might be extra activity is doing the trick, but not, not specifically music. the music. Right. So this is okay. uh, a group to compare that. Yeah. And then uh, the other uh, 13 children uh, were the real control group and they did no special additional activity um, at all. Yeah. So afterwards, they compared the electrical activity in the brain. Uh, they did behavioral testing and brain scans to compare the kids of the three groups. Mm -hmm. Now, the results showed that the kids in the music program had more developed auditory systems, and that is related to reading skills, to language development to successful communication so please when possible expose kids to music and okay. uh, organize some music lessons but because it, it really was a, a beneficial okay. activity okay so it's time for schools to uh, reintroduce the choir and the music lessons absolutely definitely <laughs>
Now our last link is about the male and the female brain being different. So is this a follow-up from the book uh, that says uh, men are from Mars and women are from <laughs> Venus? Uh, yeah, well, let, let me start off with that. If you compare men and female brains, there are far more similar features than different features. Male brains larger? So, no. <laughs> here we only look at what stands out and those are the differences. So, yes, there are differences, but uh -huh. please remember that there are more things that are the same okay. because we're all humans okay. than things that are different. Okay. okay, having said that, there is a difference between male and female brains. That is when you look at a whole group. Wow. So do not use this to compare every individual man with every individual woman because there is a huge overlap. Right. But if you put the whole group together, in general, male brains are uh, 150 grams heavier than female brains. Okay. On the other hand, the cerebral cortex where you do your thinking is only a few millimeter thick and it's very curved mm -hmm. so it does not immediately say that because the weight of the brain on average is a little bit different that the uh, total area and the activity of the cortex automatically is also different. Okay. What we have seen is that women have a larger corpus callosum and uh, corpus callosum is a thick uh, part in the middle of the brain that connects left and right. Okay. Below that you have the limbic system that we have in common with um, uh, animals that have been around on the earth longer than we do like uh, dinosaurs mm -hmm. and so on. The dodo? Yes. And that limbic system works with fear, falling in love, uh, with desire and appetite. Okay. And there, there is a difference for men and women. And then close to that you have the hypothalamus. And um, that in males is more active for um, sex and violence. Mm. And it is... Um, acting on the uh, amount of testosterone which is obviously higher in men than in, in women. Right. Now what is also interesting in, uh, in this website is that they have a quiz to find out what you already know about uh, the brain of men and women in okay. general. Uh -huh. So um, for chemistry you need to know that both men and women have testosterone. They say oh that's the male uh, hormone, but it's not so that only men have it. Men have more testosterone than women, and that is um, the same for estrogen, the female hormone. Both men and women have estrogen, but for the female, it's more than for the male. Okay. So we both have both hormones but the balance is different and that makes you makes a male a male and a female female okay okay uh and yes um another thing uh, females are more hardwired to be emotional 
and females have actually more blood flow to uh, a larger number of areas of the brain for instance to the cingulate gyrus that creates emotional responses to memories men are in general tend to uh, analyze their emotions more briefly mm -hmm. and then choose to move on move to on something else life. and yes. uh, start to do something active. So they're not avoiding feelings, they just choose to ponder on them slightly shorter right. and quicker go into more active tasks uh, than to deeper analyze the feelings. Okay. So very rightly, the author of this post, Jessica Prashad, uh, says there are many studies about this and some have different information so okay. don't stick with one study uh, but look around a little bit and also she mentions that our environment has a huge impact on our social and neurological level right so do so not that generalize the structure of the brain only yes and then okay. the second movie clip that was on this um, website uh, is very funny there are two people talking about uh, research they start pointing out some research of the past that didn't have a very good methodology and came up with uh, results that um, we now know are not um, scientifically based but the main uh, thing that they uh, they say here is uh, please be careful, gender stereotypes should not become a self-fulfilling prophecy and learning can uh, really change your brain. Right. Very interesting. Okay. Okay, well that, that completes the, uh, the uh, lists for, um, for this week. Thank you very much, Dr. Schroeder. Dr. Schroeder, go to her website. She is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com. You can follow her on Facebook and on Twitter. She has a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. And on her website, you can find free downloads and a free DiscoCulia screener. She has a series of webinars that she holds from time to time, and you can find information on that on the website webinars.discoculiatrainingcenter.com. And she also has an ebook which is available on Amazon.com and it is called... It's called Discoculia, the Forgotten Learning Disability. Thank you very much and with that we'll see you again next week. See you next week. Thank you so much. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. You can find us on the web at DiscoculiaHeadlines.com and we are on Twitter at DiscoculiaHead. You can also find us on Facebook, we have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.